You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome back to episode number 99 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. (sighs) So much disappointment in 99. Now, as you all know, I was trying to get a, a uh, interview for the 100th episode that was supposed to actually air a week ago, and I figured I would just do 99 and 100 at the same time and release them, and I sent out three requests for interviews to have for the 100th episode, because I wanted to do something really special. And, as you can tell by the fact that I did not have a 100th episode on Halloween, which was always the goal... I never heard back from anyone. So, I am disappointed and I am sorry because, like I said, I wanted to do something great. I reached out to two ghost hunters from the TV show, uh, Steve Gonzalez, and tried to get Dustin Perry to come back. And he seemed to be interested, but never actually contacted me back. So, and then I recently went to a... Uh, seminar here in North Haven with a gentleman by the name of Joe Frankie. Now, of course, you wouldn't know the name. I didn't know the name until just recently. He's actually very connected, or well, was very connected with the Warrens to the point where they actually referred to him as uh, their adopted son, which was awkward because they do have a son. But, you know. And uh, great presentation. I had a lot of fun. I was trying to get him to come on as well, and never heard back from him as well. So I do know that the one uh, the anniversary show is coming up. So I'm gonna still keep trying to get a uh, interview for that instead. But unfortunately, I, I, I can't guarantee it. So uh, again, I do want to thank you for sticking with me. I had it. I took another week off because of work issues and stuff like that. So I am back with episode number 99. Uh, One of the cool parts about the presentation I went to with Joe Frankie was he had a uh, recreation of the Annabelle Annabelle doll just sitting in the corner. (laughs) And in the middle of the presentation, somebody just raised their hand and went, excuse me, but I, I have to ask... That's not the real Annabelle doll, is it? And, of course, with him being connected to the Warrens, they, uh, in their possession, in their library, they have the haunted Annabelle doll. And, of course, he laughed and went, no, I would never take that out and, you know, release it and do it here. So I just thought that was funny. So, of course, I, I did take a picture of the full Annabelle doll and... Yeah, so that's now at least something I have in my collection as well. I wanted to do one of the uh, over-the-shoulder, like I was being photobombed by Annabelle, but I figured that might creep some people out, so I did not do that. Um, But I figure, since this is episode 99, it would be a good time to talk about Annabelle. Annabelle, of course, being one of the most haunted paraphernalia, if you will. It is an allegedly haunted Raggedy Ann doll, which is housed in the uh, Ed and Lorraine's library, as they want to call it. 
And, of course, it's uh, been part of the Conjuring universe in those movies. According to the Warrens, a student nurse was given the doll in 1971. They said that the doll behaved strangely. I mean, that right there should tell you everything. Dolls do not behave. And if it is behaving, it is certainly behaving strangely. And that a psychic medium told the student that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a deceased girl named Annabelle. The student and her roommate tried to accept this and nurture the spirit-possessed doll, but the doll was having none of that crap. It was at this point that the Warrens said that they were first contacting about it, moving the doll to their museum, after pronouncing it demonically possessed. The doll remains in a glass box at the Warrens Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut, even after the museum's closing, because really, what do you do with a haunted doll? There's been a lot of stories about Annabelle. And one of the ones that Joe Frankie told, because he's actually got more balls than I do, because he's actually held the Annabelle doll and lived to tell the story. So at least there's that going for him. He told the story of uh, one day Ed was talking to a local cop who was down in the museum. I keep calling it a library. It's a museum. And he had to go upstairs to take a phone call. This was, of course, way before cell phones and all that. And when Ed walked away, he told the cop, he was a big burly man, according to Joe, not to touch anything. Because, you know, that would be smart. Well, Joe went or uh, Ed went upstairs to take the phone call. And a few minutes later, the cop came upstairs looking just a little pasty. And it was at that point that Ed went, you didn't do what I told you not to do, did you? And the guy just didn't say a word. He just walked out of the uh, house. And minutes later was in a horrible car accident. Now, again, this is all speculation. I don't know that that's entirely true. It is a hell of a story if it is true. Now, all this got me thinking about if I were ever in a situation, could I bring myself to open the case and just with the tip of my finger, because that's, you know, as smart as it gets, reach in, and not poke the bear, but poke the doll. And of course, I've heard many, many stories about all the things that Annabelle can do. And, you know, we always joke that, you know, of all the horror movie franchise characters, who's the easiest to beat? And we always say it's Chucky, because you can just pump that son of a bitch. That being said, I don't know that I could actually... I mean, I could punt Annabelle if it came down to it, but it also would come down to not just what Annabelle could do to me, but, you know, clearly she got some kind of powers to her that she's, you know, causing police officers to crash their car even when she's not involved, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I would like to think that I'm brave enough to poke a doll. 
Again, it's not like trying to punt Chucky who, you know, would be coming at me with a knife. That I can do. But there's just a psychological damage that someone like Annabelle could do. So, I don't know. Of course, Annabelle is not the only famous doll. As discussed previously on this podcast many moons ago, there's the Island of the Dolls in Mexico, which gives me the heebie-jeebies. There's also another famous doll. His name is Robert. Now, Annabelle is a little bit more cleaned up than Robert the doll. He's he's the stuff of nightmares, to be honest. He's not exactly, you know, as sharp as Annabelle. Robert the doll is an allegedly haunted doll exhibited at the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. He was once owned by painter, author, and Key West resident Robert Eugene Otto. The doll originally, originally belonged to Otto, an artist described as eccentric, who belonged to a prominent Key West family. The doll was reportedly manufactured by the Steff Company of Germany, purchased by Otto's grandfather while on a trip in Germany in 1904 and given to young Robert as a birthday present. The doll's sailor suit was likely an outfit that Otto wore himself as a child. The doll remains stored in the Otto family home. I'm not going to give the address because that's rude. While Otto studied art in New York and Paris. After the the death of Robert and his wife, who shared a home together there in Key West, the doll was sold to Myrtle Reuter, who owned it for 20 years until the property was sold to the current owners. The doll was then donated to a museum. According to legend, the doll has supernatural powers that allow it to move, change its facial expressions, which again is creepy, and make giggling sounds. The last person to actually own Robert the doll, and this should come as no surprise to many people, is Zach Bagans. It is in his museum out in Las Vegas. And again... I'd like to think that I have the nerve to be able to touch that, but uh, I'm not sure that I do. Some creepy-ass dolls out in the world. So yeah, that's going to wrap up episode number 99 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. I'm also very sad because Halloween is over. No more spooky season for at least another 259 days. Womp womp. I do want to thank you for listening to this episode of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. We are, of course, the home of all things spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio and the longest-running show on the network, even when I take random weeks off. So, thank you for listening, and have a good one, everybody. Spooky-ass dolls in this world, man, I tell you. I don't know. I just don't know, man. <laughs>